Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. The Solution Radio Show will help you to grow in your relationship with God as your Heavenly Father. Your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg as he shares God's Word with us today. God bless you and welcome to The Solution. Today we are going to look at the topic of prayer. A couple days ago I had the privilege to pray with Cheryl. She was a young lady visiting from Florida. She was up in the Chicago area here because her brother is in hospice. She is a Christian. Her brother was not a Christian. For the past three months, she has flown here every 10 days or so to spend time with her brother, whom she grew up with being very close to, and she would pray for him daily that he would come to know Christ. A couple weeks ago, her brother, knowing that he was getting closer to death, being in hospice, asked her, what do I need to do? Meaning, I know I need God. I know I need Jesus. What do I need to do? She prayed with her brother, she shared with him God's love for him, and she told him that to receive eternal life, he needed to believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead and to confess Jesus as Lord. That day, her brother received eternal life. He believed the words that Cheryl spoke. Cheryl had been praying for her brother. His heart was softened to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. God answered Cheryl's prayer. There are just so many records in the Bible where we see people pray, God hears their prayer, God responds, and those that prayed, they act according to God's response or his direction. We are going to look at two tremendous examples of this in the book of Acts, and we'll start here in chapter 10, verse 1. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. Cornelius lived in Caesarea, and he was a Roman soldier and in a leadership position. He was a centurion, one who was in charge of 100 men. Cornelius, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and he prayed to God always. Of even greater significance than being a leader in the Roman military, it says here that he was a devout man, and that he reverenced God, and that he shared of his abundance with the people of that area, and he was a man of prayer. Continuing in verse 3, Cornelius saw in a vision about the ninth hour of the day, which would be about 3 p.m., an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when Cornelius looked on him, he was afraid, and he said, What is it, Lord? And the angel said unto him, Your prayers and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. In other words, God hears your prayer. Now it doesn't say what Cornelius prayed, but based on the answer from God, I'll bet his prayer had something to do with a desire to know God more intimately. Let's continue here in verse 5. The angel tells Cornelius, Send men to Joppa, and call for one Simon whose surname is Peter. He lives with one Simon a Tanner, whose house is by the seaside. Peter shall tell you what you need to do. Well, Joppa is about 30 miles southeast of Caesarea. That would be roughly a two-day journey. 
the instruction from the angel sent from God, it's very specific. Find Peter from Joppa, who lives with Simon a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When God gives instruction, either by way of an angel or by revelation of the Spirit, we do not need to guess. Our Heavenly Father, He will ensure that we have all that we need to know at that moment in time. As we are obedient to the instruction received, then, well, there may be additional information given from God. Let's go back here to Acts chapter 10. Let's continue in verse 7. And when the angel which spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. Verse 9, On the morrow, as they went on their journey, and as they drew near unto the city, Peter, he went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, which is around noon. The housetop in those days would be a quiet place to go pray. In that day and time, the rooftops were flat. They were not steeped as our roofs are today. Well, as the servants from Cornelius approached Joppa, Peter went up to the housetop to pray. Verse 10 in Acts chapter 10. And Peter became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And this word trance, it's not a trance in our modern usage of that word. Peter was fully conscious and he was fully aware of what God was about to show him by revelation. Trance here would be a better translated as amazement or astonishment. Peter came into great amazement by what he was seeing by revelation. Verse 11, here's what he saw. He saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending upon him as it had been a great sheet knit at four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to Peter that said, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Here Peter not only saw, but he heard. Verse 14, Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And common or unclean would be things that are defiled. Verse 15, And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God has cleansed, call not thou common. This was done three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Continuing here in verse 17, And now while Peter doubted or questioned in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius, they had made inquiry for Simon's house, and they stood before the gate. And they called, and they asked whether Simon, which was surnamed Peter, lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit of God said unto him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Arise, therefore, verse 20, and get down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius, and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. What is the cause wherefore you are come? Verse 22, And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that reverences God, and of good report among all the nations of the Jews, was warned or instructed from God by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to hear the words you have to speak. In other words, 
God told Cornelius to send us to you to bring you to Cornelius's house to hear what you have to say. What do you think Peter is going to talk to Cornelius about? The weather? The latest economic indicators? The next political election? No, he's going to talk to him about the salvation available through Jesus Christ. That's what God will instruct him to do. Well, let's continue here in Acts chapter 10, verse 23. Then Peter called them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, the next day, Peter went away with them, and a certain other brethren from Joppa accompanied him. In Acts chapter 11, verse 12, it tells us there that there were six others that went with Peter on this trip to Cornelius' house. That's a big deal, because in this culture, for Peter to go into the house of a Gentile would cause Peter to be defiled. Well, he took others with him as support and a witness. Verse 24, And the next day after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and he had called together his kinsmen and his near friends. You see, Cornelius, he was watching and waiting for them to arrive. He knew Peter would be coming. Verse 25, And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in, and he found many that were come together. Cornelius, he was so confident, and he believed the message given from the angel, sent by God, that his house was filled with many others anticipating the arrival of Peter and Peter's message. Cornelius was a man of great influence in that area. He was a leader. He was respected. Many took heed to the invite of Cornelius to come hear Peter speak. Continuing in verse 28, And he said unto them, You know how it is an awful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. So here Peter's remembering the revelation that he received while praying on the housetop. Now it's all fitting together in his understanding. God did not consider the Gentiles to be unclean, and neither should Peter. Verse 29, Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying, or without arguing about it. As soon as I was sent for, I asked therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. You see, Peter was obedient to the revelation, the vision given from God. What tremendous benefit and blessing to both Peter and Cornelius because of their obedience and their action to do what God showed them. Cornelius here, he now restates his revelation before Peter in verse 30 and those present in his house. Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was fasting until this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing. And he said, Cornelius, your prayer is heard, and your alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Verse 32, Send therefore to Joppa, and call Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who, when he comes, shall speak unto thee. Immediately, verse 33, Immediately, therefore, I sent for you, Peter, and you have well done that you art come. Now, therefore, we are all here present before God to hear all the things 
that are commanded you of God. (laughs) Tremendous. Cornelius and his household, they wanted to know what God had to say. They desired to hear from Peter, God's word, that which was commanded of God for Peter to speak. Today there are still people that desire to hear what God has to say. God has given us the ministry of reconciliation to speak his word to others. We have that privilege to make known the living God by the words we speak. We will continue on the Solution Radio Show with this amazing record from the book of Acts after this short break. Please visit thesolutionradioshow.com. John posted a comment on the Solution Radio Show website that said, Loved your teaching. This knowledge of who we are in Christ is so vitally important to us. What an amazing privilege we have to reconcile people back to our loving Father. God bless you. John is one of many listeners that we hear from here at the Solution Radio Show. Now through the end of March, if you send a donation of any amount, we will send you a copy of Volume 1, God's Magnificent Goodness. Volume 1 contains the first 14 teaching segments of the Solution Radio Show, along with discussion questions at the end of each chapter. Volume 1 may be used as an individual or group study guide. Help to make a difference by supporting The Solution Radio Show with your donation. Visit thesolutionradioshow.com and click the Donate button today. This is The Solution Radio Show, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ, with your host, Greg Backus. Let's continue here in Acts chapter 10, where we left off before the short break. We saw where Peter had arrived at the household of Cornelius, and all that were assembled were waiting to hear the words from God that Peter had to speak. Let's continue here in verse 34 of Acts chapter 10. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Well, that is a tremendous truth. God is no respecter of persons. Remember, for God so loved the world. God is a lover of people. God's ministers, they are to be no respecter of persons. Peter recognized that God considers all people to be valuable in his sight. Let's see here what Peter spoke, what God commanded him to speak. Verse 35, But in every nation he that reverences him and works righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, I say, you know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Verse 39, And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him, God, raised up the third day and showed him openly. Not to all the people, verse 41, but unto witnesses chosen before God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people 
and to testify that it is he who was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick, the living, and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believes in him shall receive remission of sins. Here in these few short verses, Peter shares with all that are present how to get born again, how to become a son of God and receive the gift of Holy Spirit, believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, and confess Jesus as Lord. That's it. Nothing additional to do except God's solution to man's predicament. That solution? Jesus Christ. He is the one and only way to the one true God. Continuing here in Acts chapter 10, verse 44, While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all of them which heard the word. It says here, the Holy Spirit fell on them which heard the words that Peter spoke. In other words, they believed the words that Peter spoke. They received the gift of Holy Spirit, eternal life. Verse 45, And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit. The six that came with Peter, they were astonished. The Gentiles had received the new birth. The Gentiles were now sons of God. The God of Israel was the God of all people. How did they know that the household of Cornelius had received the gift of Holy Spirit? Verse 46 tells us, For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They heard them speak in tongues, just as the twelve did on the day of Pentecost, and just as all those that had believed from the Jewish religion up to that day, they spoke in tongues. Speaking in tongues is the irrefutable proof in the senses realm that one has received the gift of Holy Spirit. Cornelius and his household speaking in tongues is what convinced the six that came with Peter that the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon Gentiles. Not only were those six astonished, that day had spiritual reverberations that will last through all eternity. That day when the angels in heaven saw the gift of God poured out on the Gentiles, they rejoiced with great rejoicing. The angels marveled at the manifold wisdom of God and his great grace, mercy, and love. And also on the other side, the dark side, the devil and his minions, well, they cringed in horror to see that God's grace and gift of eternal life was available to all mankind, to all that would believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Here in the book of Acts, chapter 10, we have two remarkable examples of prayer to God, first by Peter and Cornelius. God answered their prayers by giving direction and then their obedience to God's instruction. What joy and rejoicing in the life of Peter and the six that came to Cornelius' household that day. What joy and rejoicing in the life of Cornelius and all of those that were with him, for they received the new birth, Holy Spirit. All throughout God's word, we are instructed to pray. Prayer is not a repetitive, mindless action. Prayer is conversation with God. Prayer is part of building our relationship with our Heavenly Father. In the Old Testament, Solomon prayed to God, and God heard Solomon's prayer. 
Uh, look at Second Chronicles chapter 7. Uh, we'll read here verses 12 and 14. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. To be humble in prayer is to go to God with a heart of love and respect. A humble heart is not a know-it-all heart. We are to have an attitude of reverence and obedience to do whatever the answer might be that God provides. In the New Testament, Philippians chapter 4, familiar verse for probably many of you, be careful or anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We're not to be anxious or fearful in any circumstance. If we should not be anxious, well, then what am I supposed to do? Pray with thanksgiving, making our requests to God. When we do that, the next verse is the result. We have the peace of God that will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, resulting in believing God, leading to answered prayer. Jesus Christ is the complete Redeemer. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, that he was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. In light of that, and in the righteousness we have received in the new birth, Hebrews 4.16 is a living reality to each of us. It says in Hebrews 4.16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Let's read that same verse, but this time in the Amplified Bible, Hebrews 4.16. Therefore let us, with privilege, approach the throne of God, that is, the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find His amazing grace to help in time of need, an appropriate blessing coming just at the right time. That's Hebrews 4.16 in the Amplified. There's many things in God's Word that we are instructed to pray for. One is in Colossians that stands out to me today. Colossians chapter 4, verses uh, 2 through 4. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Here we're instructed to continue in prayer. And when we pray, when we pray for others, we are watching over them in the same, in that prayer, with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us, verse 3, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. We are to pray that there are open doors to speak God's word. We can watch over others by praying for them. How often should we pray? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. Pray without ceasing. In other words, pray all the time. Pray all the time. Pray in the Spirit by speaking in tongues. Pray with your understanding by talking to God throughout your day. Praying builds your relationship with your Heavenly Father. God delights to hear from you. Prayer is not a mindless rote repetition. Prayer 
is sharing your heart with your Heavenly Father, the God who created the heavens and the earth. Our Father is no respecter of persons. God hears your prayer. Anticipate your answer from God. Be obedient to His instruction. Rejoice. You can rejoice with great joy for God's goodness towards you. I can see your mighty hand in the rising of the sun in the chorus of creation when a new day has begun Oh, the wonder and variety of everything I see And you gave withholding nothing that you did it all for me Your love has made me free So I will seek your face I will seek your face Every night and day My Lord And I will seek your face I will seek your face I will sing your praises, my Lord. You say knock and you will answer, seek and you will find. But I'm not looking for a favor, I'm not looking for a sign. I just want to know your voice, Lord, and fellowship so dear. Want to crawl into your open arms, whisper in your ear. My daddy, I am yours. So I will seek your face. I will seek your face every night and Lord, here in my life where the 
its fullness of joy and peace evermore. Daddy, I'm yours. Daddy, I'm Joining us on the Solution Radio Show, be sure to visit thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen to all of our previous shows at your convenience. You may email me at greg at thesolutionradioshow.com and our mailing address, The Solution, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois 60567. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you in the wonderful name of our returning brother. Jesus Christ. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.